Looking for work, better pay, better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. For the drive with Mark Ennis, presented by Fitness Market on 93.9 The Ville. Fitness Market is Louisville's premier location for home and commercial fitness equipment and electric bikes. Find them online at thefitnessmarket.com. Now here's Mark Ennis and Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. Welcome back into the drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Marginus, Dave Skull. The phone lines, they're open. 8150-939-3831-939 for the UPS Shops text line. On a Louisville basketball game day, which is why we're going to be out uh, a little bit early to turn you guys over to pregame coverage of that. And then post-game show coverage here uh, after the network broadcast ends uh, as well here. So you'll be here uh, tonight for that one in one. I think that Kenny Payne could could sorely use we discussed at least being able to perhaps see some progress uh if the second game in this series goes better than the first one did and we recalled uh, that louisville was very sloppy with the basketball in that first matchup with Pitt. that was the uh a matchup that uh that really started i think a lot of the negative chatter around here locally reached kind of a new level after the Pitt game i think everyone recognized that and now here i think is a chance here is a chance to perhaps reverse some of that. I don't know that anything would would give supporters more ammo for Kenny Payne uh, than than beating a team on the road that beat you at home by twenty one. Uh, in fact, I think you could probably string together the last few games, and and, and if you were able to pull something like that off, uh, you might very well even be able to look at that as. Uh, as encouraging and more of a trend instead of just sort of one-off games. Uh, I would love nothing more than to, to, for us to struggle with and try our very best to try and figure out and interpret what it would mean if Louisville won tonight. That sounds like a great problem. I want I want there to be a performance that actually shifts the way we talk about this team. At least a little bit opens the door to some different kind of analysis. What is that? You know, like, can you visualize what kind of, like, are we talking about them going out and winning by 17 tonight or something? No, just winning the game would start okay. that. You know, this is a 16 and 17 that's 9 you think that, in the ACC. So are you trying to say, like, you think the conversation about Kenny starts to change if they win tonight? I think the conversation, no. Okay. I think the conversation about the team can change a little bit. And I'm asking, what do you think the threshold for that is? What needs to happen for that? Because, honestly, the Georgia Tech win was easy to dismiss. That's right. Because Georgia Tech is awful. That's right. 
They're almost as bad as we are. Hey, they are led by Josh Pastner, who might be the best coach from the Calipari coaching tree. So mean and true. So true. Oh, absolutely. The problem. <laughs> Sometimes the truth is me. They won the ACC a couple years ago, despite playing only two games in the tournament. The Calipari tr- coaching tree looks like a telephone pole. Is what it, I mean. That's what it looks like. But it's what I mean is it's really easy to dismiss the win against Georgia Tech as, dude, we beat a terrible Georgia Tech yeah. team, a bad Georgia Tech team. You can't get anything from that. Now, if they had. Found a way to pull out the Florida State game. They are also a bad team, but they're slightly more competent than Georgia Tech, and they've pulled off a couple of decent wins this year, including against this Pitt team. So you climb the ladder, but they didn't pull that out. Pitt is a legitimate bubble team. They are 9-3 and three yeah. in the ACC. They're having the best year they've ever had under Capel. And they know they can't give this one away. So yeah. you're not going to get an effort from them where you're like, they, you know, they were overlooking you or they came out flat after Carolina or whatever. Like they, There's no chance Pitt takes the floor tonight taking this game lightly, not because of what they'll get, but because of what they'd lose if they lost. Yeah, exactly. And this isn't, this isn't me saying that, it, to your question, it doesn't change the conversation about Kenny Payne. I'm not saying that a win against Pitt changes this season much at all. But it opens the door to conversation and growth. You know, which we haven't really had that conversation. Like that's the biggest hangup is that we don't see growth. Even that win against Georgia Tech, it was an effort of not dismissing it completely. That like the the fallout from that game, the analysis wasn't it wasn't straightforward. You couldn't just say, Great, we won. Positive momentum. It was more Man, Georgia Tech's bad, but I struggle, I don't want to dismiss this and sound like I'm being biased because I'm not. Like, you don't want to dismiss it out of hand. It's a win. It's a conference win. But also, you cannot make more of this than it is. The Pitt game, if you win this game, yeah, they're not world beaters, but it's a road win against a team. team with something to play for, right. That's 9-3 and three in the ACC. My- you look at that and you say, at least they beat a quality team. And that's that opens the door to maybe this team uh, uh, making some kind of effort. like Putting together a string of results – that would somehow indicate that there was progress made. I I don't care how they win uh, at all. It doesn't matter to me. But I do think for a lot of people, the easy out here will be. And so I hope I hope they win, but not only win, but it feels like they beat Pitt. And that's not one of these mucked up games where you feel like if Pitt could, could have thrown it in the ocean, they would have won and right. you can just dismiss it. Because in a game like that, like if Louisville wins like 51-44 because Pitt shoots 2 of 28 from 3 or something, yeah. I don't think you walk out of there with chest puffed up very much. But if it's a nip-tuck game where Louisville is like in it and answers and it's you know 80-76 uh, and, you, and you hit your free throws down the stretch and won that game, like that I think would mean something. That would be like you went out there and beat Pitt, and it, you won't be able to just dismiss it like because this is what I'm worried about, is if it's an ugly game tonight in that you win, I, I worry that it, we won't give him full credit and we'll just see like, see, I told you Pitt wasn't that good. Right. I don't want to do that. Right. We, I don't want to. and also, But I think the just the baseline, if you beat this team, it at least opens the door to the possibility that they're improving, which I'm not really there. You know, I think it's too sporadic. Anything we see, it's either based upon the individual results of a couple of players, and they've they've catapulted it. Yeah. Um, 
and I don't see like really buy-in from the group as a whole. Um, or it's just what they do well is too sporadic, and, and overall the trends aren't really trending. <laughs> you know, the math ain't mathin'. You know, like the trend, the trends aren't. It's not really an upward trajectory. Now, if you beat Pitt, I realize, and look, this is all assumed, so you don't have to text and remind us that we're three and nineteen. We know that. Like it's all. Trust me, there is no way to. Twenty. We know that we're bad. <laughs> we know. Just take all the medicine. We're all, we're all, we're all living. Gonna... We're all living in the middle of this historically bad season, and and trust me, we know how unnatural all of this analysis sounds, because it feels incredibly unnatural. You know the worst. Like I love them, but the the updates, the on this date from John Johnny Sales from John Salzman, yes. are great, but they also remind me of like how often we're just nineteen and three. in the last 25 30 40 50 years like how many times are just like louisville would go on to be in the final four louisville would go on to finish you know 28 and 7 and it wasn't even that great of a year you know what i mean like louisville would would go on to "Ah, they're in the midst of a nine game winning streak again you know and they would go on to beat four ranked opponents in that nine win game winning streak it's just and it was under crumb it's under Patino, under Dromo. It doesn't matter. Under Peck Hickman, you know, like we just – and even uh, one stretch under Mac, Like we just – under so and Padgett had a great run while he was here. Yeah, he had stretches of that season where they looked like a competent tournament team, and we know how it ended up. But this is just granted. so foreign and alien to us, all of this. And it should be, and hopefully this is the outlier and we never have to do this garbage again. But this is where we are, and this is how we have to talk about this team. If they beat Pitt tonight, it at least opens the door to the possibility that maybe God. they're trending in the right direction. You know, like I have to count. You planted that. hedges in your hedges, no, man. I, I hedged my hedge. I know. But does it? You I triple stamp the doubles to him. I have to though. Like because if they win this game, it opens the door to, to conversations about the possibilities. The possibility of, of, of holy cow. But it's true. Say it with your chest, man. No. I mean, that I'm saying it exactly the appropriate amount of my chest. <laughs> I mean, the pick game a few weeks ago was it where it, it seemed like the tide shifted with this team. <laughs> I'm sorry, Spencer. Yeah, you deserve to make your point. <laughs> I'm sorry, like Dave's just laughing. Out of like that, that, fourth grade. I'm not saying it with my chest, but say it with my nipples. Okay, Dave, we get it. You have <laughs> whatever. But that pick game a few weeks ago. <laughs> Completely what? unnerved by this. That's just done. He's done. Whatever. I you are this. blushing from what he said. <laughs> I'm just trying to <laughs> I'm just str- I've broken Spencer. Oh, boy. Go but ahead, no, man. remember the pick game a few weeks ago was when like, the tie seemed to shift and everyone was just absolutely pissed off with this yeah, team right. more so than normal. It's like, it's another loss. What was what changed with this loss? And even Tyler's on the next day was like, put the tweet. I was like, what has changed with this Louisville team with that Pittsburgh loss? It was like Jeff Cable. So a win... Would that reverse everything that we saw just a few weeks ago? Well, again, we'll see tomorrow, obviously. It was weird. I thought at the time it was kind of weird that I think everybody just was, even though this pit team is not the same as it was a little pit, unexpected. The reaction, like maybe we should have seen it coming, but I don't think anybody did. I didn't because I thought that everybody that was going to be there was already there, which was a lot of people, you know, like already to the point of good lord. But somehow it was something about Capel, even though this team is not as bad as the last. Four years of pit basketball. There was something about Capel, and something about the way they lost that game. Like they didn't feel it in the second half, and and losing by twenty one. And it was just like it broke something in Louisville fans. Another level 
and it would be progress the other direction. But again, like when you're broken, it's hard to hard to it's a lot harder to fix things than it is to break them. As far as psyche goes, like what happens if what is the, how how much does the mood shift if just somehow for whatever reason if the if the the reason that he has been in kind of the funk that he's been in is is a mystery the the solution can be a mystery too like what if you if tonight you get the sydney curry you know like whatever clicks it, you know he slips in the shower bank bonks his head and now he's back to the good whatever it is i don't care but he, he's the one we expected all year all of a sudden it gets through and he has like 19 and 15 tonight and he just looks like a complete maniac out there like how dramatically does the energy on the team shift if you get something like that because i feel like they're dying for it Uh, we are it would be tremendous yeah but i can't even entertain it it'd be a total mystery though right none of us should be trying to predict that no like i i've i'm done with the idea of like trying to to call out a sydney curry game i would take a sydney curry is that you saying it's it's not coming I'm not going to expect it. Or are you saying it. that I just there's no way to predict it? There's no way. Like I'm okay. not going to expect it. I'm not going to go into any game expecting him to contribute anything because we're 23 games into this year. You can't do it. 81, 50, 93, He's the reason nine. why we've got a project from from NBA Africa that can step in and give us meaningful minutes. That I mean, that's sad. Not that like. Because that kid, he shouldn't be playing. Like I'm happy that he is because he's bringing effort that other players aren't bringing, and he's actually making a positive impact. Even though he sometimes is, you know, looks looks lost out there. But that's more of an indictment of the roster and the team as is than it is. Like I'm not slamming that kid at all. The fact that that a core four can come in and and make a an impact is great for him. But it's an indictment of of the players that are here. Oh, I. I I, it, I, it's hard to watch them and watch his expanding role uh, where he's playing more and earlier minutes yeah. than, than like Wheeler. It, like that's to me, that just says like it's not getting through to you. And I remain, like I, I would, I understand why they have opted to at least start, uh, to, to start with the guard situation with Ellis on the ball as the only kind of dynamic guy. But as this year has gone along, like they really do seem to be better holistically when he gets some time off the ball. And and it, just whatever, I hate that whatever, I'll give him the benefit of that, whatever that makes Fabio not an option in that regard, I hate that because I think he has the most upside to help them long-term get LLs off the ball. I and mean, it seems like we're just not going to get that by the end of the year. Yeah, I think that's 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 where we're at. And I know that... Whatever it is, whether it's he's not doing the things that Kenny Payne wants him to do yeah. off the court, on the court, whatever, we haven't gotten a chance to see Fabio grow this season, and we know we haven't had a chance to watch Devin Ree at all. I don't know. I mean, very little trace minutes on the season from 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 Devin Ree, which is disappointing. I thought we would at least get a chance to watch him play some, and I'm not saying it would have been a big cha- a big. Difference, he looks really young. He does. You're not wrong. He looks he's like skinny. a kid. Yeah, and he's he does. Fabio does too. To be honest with you, he does too. That's and right. He looks he looks youthful. He also looks like a creative character on NBA Street Volume Two. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
<laughs> he looks like the dude. You like those to, are young guys. Have to beat before They've you got a like lot George of Gervin. I, can, I I think it's easy for me to believe that they that it, a lot of the issues are they just won't hold up. Yeah, you know, physically, especially in the ACC, you, you got some real grown ups in some of these backcourts. Reclasses have that issue though. Yeah, I the mean, physicality look, is a big part. They're of the playing struggles. against twenty four year olds tonight. Right. I mean, I think Nelly Cummings is twenty four. He's a there's at least two grad transfers, and they got um, they got bullied by these guards in that game. Yeah, it was it was Cummings, and I think is it it was Cummings and Henson that are grad transfers, right? Cummings that I know is twenty four. I think Henson is twenty three. Uh, Henson played at Marquette, right? I mean, he was a four year guy at Marquette. Uh, of their top six or seven players, I think Hughley is the only one that was a holdover. Uh, from last year's team. And we're talking, you know, Jamarius Burton, who we all knew from Texas Tech last year, mm-hmm. um, who averages like 16, 5, and 4, right around there. Uh, he's their best player. But, like, Nelly Cummings is coming off like a 24-point performance. He was at Colgate last year. Um, Blake Henson, Greg Elliott, and Frederico Frederico, which is just That's an incredible right. name. Fred, Fred, Fred squared. Like, there's so many places you can go with that. Um, but yeah, Hughley, who we all know, is the only holdover from Pitt's team last year. They get significant minutes this year. Um, but that to your that's more to your point that they're playing against men. I mean, they have multiple grad transfers yeah. that start in the backcourt for Pitt, and all of them have been in college for three years plus. That's tough if you're coming in as a reclass. I realize Fabio Basile was initially in this class, so he's 18. But when you're coming in as a skinny, he looks young too. He does coming yeah. in as a skinny freshman. It's tough to to play and, and match the physicality from guys like that. You do wish they had. It's hard to to hear. You know, I'm going to trust them, but it is kind of hard to hear that these guys can't get time because they're not doing X and Y. And then the team play the way that it does so often, and you're like, "These are the guys that do X and Y." Yeah, those that's been yeah. that's been the biggest. Because if you're not going to get it, let's just see them all. Yeah, right. I mean, that's been that's been we both ridiculous have, thing to say. Been beating you know the I mean. drum from day one. You know, it's man, if we're going to lose, then it's going to be embarrassing. Like, let's at least learn something. Go with the youth movement who aren't like permanently damaged or whatever, and we can watch them grow and watch them take their lumps and become better players. I did notice that Kenny's gone from win or learn to win or die. Yeah, I think that was he was talking about the uh, the fan perspective, wasn't he? It was still funny, like just like I was like, all right, I think he's getting it now. <laughs> yeah, right. It's not win or lose; it's win or learn. Uh, it's win or die. <laughs> yeah, three and twenty now. It's win or die. Yeah. All right. Nice. You know, getting it. But even though he's talking right. about the fans' outlook, at least you're. Hey, yeah, you're grasping it, man. I will give at this point. I will give him credit. the The answer about or the question about kind of the fans and, and fan support and, and fan negative reaction, his answer was 100% right. It was 100% the exact tones to be striking. Uh, and we are a very long way in, in the way Kenny's talking about the team and fans from the, you know, the true fans. That sort of, like he, he, I think he, you can say he learned from that. And the, yeah. the, the entire tone of his uh, – and way of talking about the fan reaction to the team so far has changed all. It, it, it has all changed. Yeah. And I like it. I'm encouraged by that. He's accepted kind of the uh, – he's he's changed it to, no, the fans have high expectations right. and they should. Right. 
as opposed to the true fans are going to be with. I think he realized he stepped in that. The, the, he probably didn't expect the blowback, and maybe it was yeah. just a throwaway, throwaway line. But you learn pretty quickly that if you start uh, putting your your fan, you, dividing the fans into groups and alienating people, and and, and uh, othering groups because because they have high standards or whatever, people right. that that support you, a lot of them game in and game out and have showed up to every game you're telling them they're not true fans if they're critical or whatever it's not going to work for you it's not it's not a good especially in your first year it's really not a, a card you want to play right especially when the the look the crowds where i've been at the game which is most solid. of the games almost every game this yeah, year solid uh i've missed more than i want to three or four but they have been loud yeah they have been engaged and that's been the whole season for really nothing, not with not much to, to grab onto. Mm-hmm. It's been it's been a credit to the to the fan base, I think. Let's get uh, Roger in here before we uh, run out of time here. Roger, welcome into the job on the What's up, buddy? Hey, thanks for having me on. Uh, just a couple of quick questions. One, um, I after watching several games and other teams and things, and I I don't I, I y'all know more about this than I do. <laughs> it seems like maybe our one and a two or three. They're not comfortable when they're driving to the basket of, of taking that little floater and, and being confident in it. And I see other teams, and they've got guys that can do that confidently, and they score. And, you know, I, I, I don't know. Uh, maybe y'all can answer when we're off. Uh, my other question is, is you know, if, if our guards are, are, are going to get bullied by these guys, let them bully it. Let right, them, yeah. If they, if they yeah. Be going, Go with it. Let him fall down. Get a foul. You know, don't don't just let them knock you off stride a little bit, and then you try to keep going. But maybe it's ingrained in them to keep going. I don't know, but let them foul him out. Anyway, that that was just my thoughts on it. So I, I know I know you pressed for time. Yeah, I appreciate it, Roger. Thank you for the call. There, I do, I do really like the the point that Roger made there about okay, even if they would get bullied, let's see. Let's see. Oh, I know. Let's bank something. Like, let them. You know, let them learn something. That. Yeah, it was more. It's more. Uh, I totally agree about, with that. I do too. No, it. It. I think the statement of the physical thing is more of maybe what Kenny's thinking, but the fans. I think all of us are like, dude. I don't care. Screw that. I don't care. Right. I don't care if they're gonna get beat up. Like they're on the roster. We've already burned their eligibility. Uh, we can't plan for guys to be on the roster in college basketball for three to four years anyway anymore. That's not the modern game. Put them out there and let them learn. I mean, Louisville fans are savvy enough to recognize when a guy's going through it, you know, and, and when a guy's being put through it. Yeah, like we we remember Gorgie being able to be moved as a freshman and not as a junior. Yeah, and we know what that sort of thing looked like. So I I do hope that those guys don't pack it in and continue to try. Uh, and, and I would think there'd be more opportunities if they do, uh, as we get closer to the end, and there's really not much more to play for. Uh, that maybe he'll some experiments and they'll sort of prove themselves worthy at least for that. You got a prediction for tonight? I uh, Louisville plays better than the last Pitt game. Uh, Pitt wins this by probably eight, eight, eight to nine points. I think it's going to be. Uh, I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be like the Florida State game. And I think we're going to start feeling like this version of them, which is competitive, uh, is is better than it has been, you know. And then we can just start talking about what the hell took so long and all that. Sure. But uh, I think I think it's going to be close. Uh, I I would love to pick them to win, but I do think they're going to make you at least feel like Pitt had to earn it. Yeah, I think I think 
no, Michigan Pitt's a much better team. It's going to be a tough, tough ask on the road against a team that needs the win. What I hope, above all else, is because we've already done this, we don't need to ask Jeff Capel his thoughts on how Kenny's doing as a coach, because it doesn't help us, and they're meaningless until one coach like rips another coach. Yeah, like I understand taking like like Leonard Hamilton's words about Kenny. Like that's fine. (laughs) I'm not saying he's lying. Or that he just doesn't mean any of that. He just All I'm saying is, it. well, but also that no coach ever is just like, well, you know, his teams they don't do crap right. Yeah. Do you, you think Kenny's going to come out and accuse Capel buying this year's team? No, like no, no I do not. No, not not. We especially lost not because he bought of, the team. Not a lot of pressure. There's plenty of pressure behind the scenes for him to buy the next team. So <laughs> no, I don't think that's true at all. It, just to show you how uh, something funny, I listened to. Kenny Dillingham, the new head coach at Arizona State, on Jim Rome yeah. uh, yesterday. And in there, he talked about, our job here is just to help these kids chase their dreams. And, and that's that's really what we're here to be doing. And it just the Arizona State fans are eating it up. Uh, you know, He's young, and he's like their graduate, and they're always talking about being a dream chaser. I was like, man, when you haven't lost any games yet, you can say all that stuff. So everything and, you and, want. And then as soon as you start losing, people will be like, shut up about the dreams, man. Yeah. Win some games. <laughs> Head out of the clouds, nerd. Win some football games. Uh Oh God! Hopeful we're going to get uh, a competitive game and maybe even steal. Like maybe they'll just actually get to experience that, and we'll see if that makes uh, a little bit of a difference for them. All right, we're going to turn you over to pregame coverage of Louisville and Pitt tonight. Postgame afterwards uh, as well. You've been listening to the Drive Night Thunderville. See you. Metro College is a program that helps students pay for tuition, and I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again, just like I just did. You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, come on, muscle through it. But then also say, hey, you should probably see my specialist. Or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false, and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com.